It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Mike Smith. He's one of the leading riders in U.S. thoroughbred racing history. He was inducted into the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame in 2003 and has won the most Breeders' Cup races of any jockey with 26. He's also the second-leading jockey of all time in earnings with over $312 million. That might have changed. It might be even higher now. And, of course, uh, he's known for many things, but one of the things he's best known for is riding Justified to the Triple Crown, becoming the oldest jockey to win the title at age 52. I'd like to welcome Mike Smith to Blessed to Play. Mike, it's so great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So what's always interesting to me is how a respective athlete gets their start. They develop a passion early on. And I know you grew up in New Mexico, and I believe your maternal grandparent had a horse farm. So you were really introduced to uh, the thoroughbred scene and and just being around horses in general. But when did you think about uh, the racing part of it or just hopping on a horse and uh, feeling that exhilaration when they're going to reach a top speed. Well, yeah, I mean, I was blessed early on to be, you know, kind of surrounded around horses. Uh, both sides of my my family were, you know, somewhat involved uh, in in horse racing and horses, and and uh, you know, it was always pretty competitive as, as a young guy. And, and uh, of course, realized early on that football wasn't going to be a wasn't going to be in the play by no means. I wasn't growing any. And I was staying the right side, you know, in the right size, and I had such a passion for horses. Uh, period, uh, all all different kinds, not only uh, uh, just riding, but in rodeo and, and everything else. And, and and it just kind of took me to where where I'm at today, just little by little. Uh, you know, I started it. God, I started riding since the day I can since I can remember. To be honest with you, there was even times I think I even rode a horse to school. <laughs> well, that's interesting because uh, I know you had a jockey license early on. Speaking of school, that would have made you like a sophomore or junior in high school at age 16. But I know there's you have to have the physical characteristics to be a jockey. Did you ever uh, were you ever concerned you were going to go on this uh, growth spurt and this might curtail your plans? You know, I, I was just blessed to, to be the you know the right size. I had a small frame and really did didn't didn't have a weight problem at all. Uh, uh, probably until now, I think I have more of a, uh, and I wouldn't even call it a problem now, but I mean, I, I, I struggle a little more with my weight now. You know, I used to pack anywhere from, from 118 pounds to 120, where, whereas back then, I mean, I, I was soaking wet. I was about 105 pounds, uh, and stayed that way for quite a while, uh, you know, until I got into my, in my 20s and then, of course, started to, to build a little muscle and then get much stronger. And then, you know, until now, where I'm about 118 most of the time now. So tell me, when did it all become, uh, you brought this together and you knew you wanted to make this a career? I know shortly thereafter, you're, uh, you know, getting that license, you started to go on the circuit, so to speak, the Midwest circuit at Hawthorne and uh, Omaha and Arkansas. But is that the time where you really grew into your own and said, this is, this, I want to be my profession from here on out? Yeah, even, even further back than that, to be honest with you, I was a young kid, I think, the first, you know, I was involved in quarter horses start with but 
you know, I, I watched the Kentucky Derby as, as, a, as a young kid, and I watched Secretariat win, and I remember just thinking then that I wanted to ride thoroughbreds and, and that uh, I wanted to win that race someday. Uh, and started from that moment on, uh, I literally, from that moment on, I remember the next morning getting up and getting a, an exercise saddle, putting it on my on my riding horse and started practicing. From, from that moment on, it wasn't long after that, you know, because I could already ride. But I was riding match races, and, of course, that, that led into a, you know, match races are just when one farmer says to another that my horse can outrun yours, and they put up the money, and we we race them down the road or wherever it is we could race them at. <laughs> and then that led into me starting out in, in in New Mexico, which was Santa Fe, Albuquerque, and then El Paso, Texas, uh, for a little bit. Took me off into to the Midwest, all over Chicago and Kentucky and Nebraska, and, and, and even Minnesota. Until the late '80s, you know, and I, I was already doing very, very well in Kentucky. So in the late '80s, I got I got a big opportunity to move up into New York, which was the you know the Big Apple, which was the mm-hmm. big time. The big time back then was either California or New York. Uh, if you could make it to either one of those places, you, you knew you made it. At, at that point, uh, it was all I was all in and, and, and couldn't wait to get there. And then the rest is pretty much history. And I, I had a great first year. Struggled a little bit the second year, but then it took all off uh, off again after that. All through the nineties, I had a had a heck of a run. Yeah, you certainly did. Blessed to play Ron Meyer, chatting with Mike Smith. Uh, won the Triple Crown, won the Kentucky Derby on two separate occasions. The Preakness, Belmont, Kentucky Oats, a number of Breeder Cup wins, and. Mike, uh, everyone has a mentor. I know when I played sports, it was uh, a certain coach or athlete that took me under their wing and showed me the rope, so to speak. Was there any uh, jockey, trainer, anybody who did that for you? Well, I was blessed to have quite, quite a few of them. Uh, I would pick them out myself, and, and I, would, I, would, I would bug them until they had to help me. <laughs> they didn't have much of a choice. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't leave them alone. Yeah. I, I was a bit of a sponge, man. I would just hang on to them, but... Early on, uh, Pat Day was was a big mentor, uh, mm-hmm. big influence in my life, and still is to this day, mm-hmm. on and off the racetrack, uh, for, for various reasons. Uh, but not only was he a tremendous, tremendous rider, to probably go down as one of the greatest of all time, uh, arguably one of the five greatest, uh, to, to just uh, everyday life and, 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 and religion and, and belief and, and how to conduct myself and, and how you're supposed to be and he was just a big, big brother to me, to be honest with you. And then, and then as I moved into New York, well, man, I, you know, I, I had other influences on the racetrack as far as you know, being a jockey and watching, getting the opportunity to ride some of the greatest riders of all times, like Angel Cordero and, of course, Terry Bailey and George Velasquez, Cito Velasquez, and then, of course, moving into California and the, all the greats that were here at the time. And it's just amazing that. I was blessed to have come up around a bunch of wonderful, not only were they great, great riders, but a bunch of wonderful people. Yeah, that's great that you have these people to uh, not only be good people, but also you could learn from as well. And uh, and you certainly did learn from them, and it also uh, came into your own. But let's talk about the big stake races, because I know our, our listeners are familiar with them. Mike, when you win that first Kentucky Derby in 2005, uh, what did that mean to you? And talk about that special race. Well, it was it was a big long shot. Uh, although I didn't I didn't think I was going in, but I think I was probably a little over fifty to one uh, yeah. going in. Uh, but just knew that this colt was really coming around at the right time. Uh, thought he would love the, the mile and a quarter and the way the race looked like it was going to shape up on paper. I just thought we had a big big chance. I thought it was going to be a really hot pace early on, 
and it was going to set up for a deep closer and 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 lo and behold uh here we come man and, and Giacomo got the job done for us uh again when you when you're when you're blessed enough to to win a race period it, it's a pretty great feeling but when you win the race that everyone dreams of winning since the time they could they even thought about being involved in horse racing the Kentucky Derby like be like winning the Super Bowl the World Series or whatever sport that you're in it's the holy grail it's it's the biggest thing there is to win and it's it's a life-changing experience to be honest with you I wish I could put into words uh, mm-hmm. what it feels like to win the Derby but my, my vocabulary just isn't good enough to to, <laughs> to pick the words out to, to describe it I mean it, it's just a feeling like no other uh, it really is Mike, I'm sure you've been asked this uh, maybe over a thousand times, but everyone's going to be interested because when the uh, the movie The Horse Whisperer came out, but that connection with the horse, is this something that only you and the horse have and uh, there's something that you sense that no one else does as the jockey of that particular horse? Well, you certainly try to. You try, you know, you, become, you try to become a part of them. Uh, for the for the short period that, that you're with them for that time, you know it's it's about you getting along with them, not necessarily you getting you know them getting along with you. You just got to become a part of them and, and and see if you can get them to do the things that you want to get done without without having to uh, to really do a whole lot. Just having them do it really on their own, it's it, it, just having the right hands and the right touch and 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 again knowing knowing what they're what they're thinking. Uh, so that you can be ahead of them at all times, and, and really, that's just you got to be fine-tuned with them. You got to be paying attention. And what is the relationship between the jockey and the trainer? Is it a collaborative effort? There's a lot of feedback that you're giving the trainer. How does that work out, especially when you have a special horse, whether it be uh, Justify or when it be uh, Zenyatta? What what is that relationship like? Well, I mean, every relationship is is important, but you know. Uh, to put it into perspective where people would understand it that don't know a whole lot about horse racing, it'd be just like a player playing for a coach. I mean, you hear, you hear some players talk, uh, to this day who, who admire some coaches so much that they would give them their heart and soul, man. They would play for them so hard. And, and maybe there was other coaches they just didn't seem to click with for, for whatever reason. And, and it's the same way in, in, in racing. It's just some, some trainers, uh, you, you'll notice some riders, uh, that, they, that they, they pair up together and they just seem to click all the time. They just seem to really, Really, they really both seem to, uh, raise the game, raise the level of the horse senses that, and, and he seems to run probably better than, than he had in the past. Uh, what that is, I, I, I again, you, those are just things you can't put into words. Those are just, uh, uh, if you've ever played in any kind of sports, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, some coaches you just play a little harder for for some reason or not. You know, there's no pressure. I, I don't know what it is. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it seemed to rise you to another level, and that's the same way in our game. But there's some trainers you ride for that, that just seem to bring you up to a higher higher place than you normally would have been. Blessed to play Ron Meyer once again, chatting with Mike Smith, uh, what a career he had has had as a, a jockey. Uh, as I mentioned, won the Triple Crown. But I want to talk about uh, Zenyatta, and this is an amazing relationship and results, I mean, in in sports history from what I see here. 17 out of her 20 races, you rode her, and you were victorious in 16 of those 17. Uh, Mike, talk about Zenyatta. I mean, uh, you get so used to winning, you could almost take that for granted, but what was so special about the horse and your relationship in riding that horse to so many victories? 
Well, I mean, I mean, first and foremost, you have to have an abundance of talent, uh, which she was never lacked any of. She, she overflowed with it. Actually, she was extremely talented uh, to start with. But if you never got the opportunity to see her in person, uh, you really missed something. She, it, the whole thing was a show from the moment that she walked into the paddock. Uh, she stood at seventeen two, which would be about the size of Shaquille O'Neal uh, <laughs> compared to the other the other horses, you know, that that were in the race. She, she literally towered over them, but yet she had the the agility of a point guard. I mean, she could go from side to side and had a turn of foot that was incredible for her size. Uh, you know, it was just it was just amazing uh, how how ag- agile she was and. She used to come in and, and just intimidate the rest of the horses with the dance that she had. She would literally stomp the ground on both sides, man, and just almost crouch down like a cat, and then all of a sudden just stand up and just tower over the top of them. And I mean, she beat most of them before they even stepped on the racetrack. To be honest with you, you could just see you could just see in the fear of the rest of their horse's eyes. She was just that big, and. and and she would do that to the boys as well. I mean, that's how big she was. She was just a big, powerful horse. And everything about her was, was, was a show. She, she would have gotten Entertainer of the Year every year she ran if she was a human. On December 28th of 2019, Mike Smith surpassed Jerry Bailey for most grade one wins by a jockey with 217. When Blessed to Play returns, we'll talk about faith and the values that this top jockey holds. More with Mike Smith when Blessed to Play returns after this. Lord Jesus Christ, who are called the Prince of Peace, who are yourself our peace and reconciliation, who so often said, Peace to you, grant us peace. Make all men and women witnesses of truth, justice, and brotherly love. Banish from their hearts whatever might endanger peace. Enlighten our rulers that they may guarantee and defend the great gift of peace. May all the peoples of the earth become as brothers and sisters. May longed-for peace blossom forth and reign always over us all. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Mike Smith. And if you caught the first half of the show, you know he's quite a jockey. He uh, won the Triple Crown with Justify in 2018. He won the Kentucky Derby on two separate occasions, the Preakness, the Belmont Stakes, Kentucky Oats, and a number of Breeder Cup wins. He won an ESPY even, so top jockey for that year, ESPN uh gave him that award. And uh, what most people don't know about Mike or... A lot of people outside his circle is that he's a man of faith, a Catholic, and faith is very important. And Mike, I just want to ask you the simple question right off the bat. Why is faith meaningful in your life? Oh, man, there's so many, so many reasons why. Actually, every reason why. Uh, it's the reason we're here today, I truly believe. Uh, some people say that, you know, that They've had to find, you know, faith or find God, find a religion. And I was always, uh, I don't know, at a very young age, I just, I've always felt, I've never had to find him. I, I was born with him. 
It's always there. Mm-hmm. You know, although I was very, very blessed to have a, my grandmother on my mother's side was a, a very strong religion and, and of course put the fear of God in me at a very young age. Uh, used to pray with her from the, the time I could remember about everything and, 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 and always she taught me that, that prayer is just not, you know, five minutes out of the morning or, or five minutes at night. Prayer is about going through the day talking to God always. It's just something that I've always done, you know, and it's, and in doing so doesn't mean, you know, you're going to go through life just always being on top. But what it does mean is that he's always with you, whether you're on top or not, you know, so you'll always have that peace, that ground, you know, that where you could stand on and know that it's just someone else's turn right now and, and your turn's going to come back around. And the only time I've never done good in my life, uh, and, and, and that's on and off the racetrack, that's personally or professionally, is, is when I didn't, when I didn't follow, when I was not, and, and knowing that I wasn't doing the right, the right thing, it, it catches up when you start believing in other people and, 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 and yourself and how well you're doing. As you well know in every sports, man, there's been a, there's a lot of ups and downs, and if, if you're not well grounded and a man of faith, man, it's a long way down, uh, when you don't have that, but when you do have it, you can withstand those, those down times and, and before you know it, man, they were just little trials or, 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 or someone else's time for that moment. Your time's going to come right back around and you can be better, bigger and stronger. Uh, so faith has always been a big thing in my life. I prayed about being on the show. I, I never, <laughs> I don't think there's anything I don't do that I, I don't at least say a prayer about. Well, we, I appreciate that and I'm glad you did. But one thing that came to mind, the word was trust and, uh, uh, you have to have trust, obviously, in your personal life, but in your profession as well, because you're mounting these, an animal that is so strong, reaches top speeds. And, and Mike, you had to deal with a lot of trust and adversity. In fact, uh, that became evident in 1998 when you suffered some major injuries in two separate spills that uh, uh, it left you with two broken vertebrae in your back, uh, requiring you to wear a body cast for several months. So, uh you know, we see the majesty of the sport and even the smoothness of the sport. In most races, nothing, there's no injuries. But when, when a spill does happen, it could be catastrophic. But talk about dealing with those injuries that sidelined you for quite a while and, and in your faith and trust and dealing with adversity in light of your faith. You know, again, just because you believe strongly doesn't mean you know, doesn't necessarily mean that things aren't going to ha- happen. I mean, there's injuries that, that, that could occur. There's accidents. Uh, and, you know, by the grace of God, I came out of it. Uh, here I am again that after that happened in 1998, I had another Hall of Fame career. Uh, he's blessed me even more, and, and it's, it's, it's been incredible. So, but, but, you know, I put it in his hands every time, you know, you go out on the racetrack, you know, you, it's a dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. I pray to him, not only watch over us, but, but everyone that's involved in, 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 in horse racing, from, from the hot walker all the way up to the pony person, to the, to the starter that's holding you in the gate, you know, at, at any moment, it could be a dangerous situation. Uh, and I have the confidence, and I can put that fear behind me because I, I, I prayed it and I put it in his hands, whatever's meant to be is gonna be. You know, and not only through, through, through that, but I mean, there are, there's so many, high-pressured situations, you're racing for a lot of money, a lot of people have put a lot of time uh, and hard work, and, and, it, and it's, with faith and, and belief, uh, I, I can put that in his hands, and, and I can just go out there, and I, I 
do my job with a clear mind and, and at peace and, and knowing that, that uh, what's meant to be is going to be and, and, and that he's with me and everything's okay, regardless of what happens. And Mike, you're in a special profession because you're working with an animal. Obviously, it's part of God's creation. And there's a unique dynamic to that because it is God's creation. It's a beautiful animal that could reach these top speeds so strong and the majesty of of the horse. Does that increase your faith or give you some greater appreciation for the majesty and the creative capacity of our God? It certainly does. That's his creation, and I, I treat it as though, you know— uh, and when you do that, when you treat a horse or a human being or whoever, uh, knowing that that's God's creation, man, you, you, you treat it the way you'd want to be treated, and, and, and things seem to work on both ends a whole lot better. <laughs> Blessed to play Ron Meyer, once again chatting with Mike Smith, Hall of Fame jockey. And Mike, I want to talk about how you do pray. I know you're a Catholic. I'm sure going to Mass is very important to you, but when you're when you're by yourself uh, before the race, or is there certain prayers or Catholic devotions that uh, you adhere to to ground yourself spiritually? You know, I, I pray often. Again, throughout the day, sometimes you don't even know it. Sometimes you kind of... Sometimes some of my friends wonder what he's doing, but the ones who know me really well know it. At that moment, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm in prayer, you know, I'm with God. And rather I say the, uh, our Father or whatever prayer there is, to pray, but you know, mainly it's just about going through life. People I see, situations I see, things that are going to come up. People I want to pray for. Uh, if I'm feeling anxiety, if I'm feeling pressure, if I'm feeling whatever it may be, I I, I pray continuously. I, I like there's not a there's not too much I don't do that I don't pray. And then if if I didn't pray about it, most of the time I I, I I've said something or I've done something probably a little bit wrong and, and I'm back into prayers, <laughs> either asking for forgiveness or, or help me to stay ahead of this at all times, you know. And, and again, it's a, it's a constant, it's a constant battle, but it, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good one. And it's, it's something that, it just keeps me moving forward. Uh, I, I just couldn't, couldn't imagine not living, you know, living w- without my, my belief in God and, 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 and and being grounded, man. When you're not, when you don't have that that belief, uh, life can be very, very difficult for people. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people maybe go through the same trial, maybe even worse than, than what other people go through, because because of their belief and being so well grounded in it, they're able to withstand it and, and know that they're going to come out with the sun shining on the other end, you know, regardless of what happens. And, and, and it's very, it's very important for me. You know, I sense a lot of humility when I'm speaking with you, and you realize that despite everything that you have accomplished, that your talents were given to you by God, and you had to work hard. You had to work very hard to do what you're doing at a successful level. And, uh, you know, I like to talk about being reflective. I know you're reflective on your spiritual life, but these horses, did you ever go back to the farm of maybe Zenyatta or Justify, and it's just you and the horse, and you get to just look at the horse on the farm and reflect between you and the horse on what was a, a fabulous uh, bond that you had and results that accomplished. I, I do get to go back, not as often as I, I would like. And when it's all said and done and I've retired and hung up that helmet and, and, and saddle, uh, I could probably go into, I know I'm going to do a whole lot more of it, but when I get into Lexington quite a bit, you know, that's where a lot of them, will seem to retire, you know, uh, 
I'll get a chance to go. You know, I, I've gone back and I've seen Zenyatta, you know, several times. Uh, again, would like to go by and see her. And just I've been back to see Justify and Holy Bull and and, and Cherokee. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Right. I, I I go back and I get to see them, uh, but I don't get to see them as often as I'd like. And 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 in this. And you're still competing, uh, man. You you stay busy. You know we don't ever have a downtime, man. You're going pretty much every day, all all the time, other than the, the time you'll have uh, where there's no races. Uh, you know, say Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But even then, you know, you're still working in the morning at the track uh, that you're based at, and, and so it gets it gets tough. But every time I get a shot to go into Lexington, I always try to go back and and see one of them anyway when I when I get a chance to. And what does the future hold for Mike Smith? I know we're talking about faith here, so we don't. Uh, there's that saying, right? We uh, we plan, God laughs. But uh, you're in good shape. You've been doing this for a long time, and you're, you're in the middle of your life now. And there's you've accomplished everything you needed to accomplish. I would think in the sport. How much longer are you going to go, or you just you take it year by year, or race by race? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, God again. Uh, I'm in great shape. You know, although I've had some injuries. Uh, I've been very blessed, and I've stayed healthy. And good Lord's willing, I'll continue to stay healthy. And then uh, I'll, I'll just wait and, and listen for the Lord to tell me what's next. You know, uh, right now He says I can still ride, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm 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 going to keep doing that until I until I hear something different. Uh, people say, well, 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 it just see when you lost the fire, where you lost this. So I'm just waiting to hear from the Lord. I, he hasn't told me yet what's next, but but I'm sure some something else will be next, and it'll be it'll be great. Well, don't be surprised if Mike Smith wins another Triple Crown. He's on top of his per- profession and uh, obviously rode some great horses in his lifetime and will ride some uh, in the future as well. Well, Mike Smith has been our guest, uh, one of the top jockeys ever, a Hall of Famer. Certainly has a faith perspective, which keeps him grounded. Obviously, through his own words, is very blessed from the many accomplishments that he has had in thoroughbred racing on the mount of many horses including some of the ones we talked about right on the show. Mike, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I know you have a busy schedule, but uh, taking some time out and uh, sharing a little bit about you, thank you for joining us right here on Blessed to Play. Well, thank you so much for having me, and God bless, and have a great rest of your, your day, and, and stay, stay healthy. I will. Thank you so much. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed. The number two play.com. You could like us on Facebook and hit us up at Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Mike Smith, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessed to play.com. That's blessed, the number two play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.